This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. So first, let me just address a question that is on everybody's mind at home tonight. Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name, and what the heck is he doing in the middle of this debate stage? Listen, now that everybody's gotten their memorized, pre-prepared slogans out of the way, we can actually have a real discussion now. The, the, the reality and the fact of the matter is... Was that one of yours? Uh, not, not really, Mike, actually. We're just going to have some fun tonight. I've had enough already tonight of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT standing up here... The last person in one of these debates, Brett, who stood in the middle of the stage and said, what's a skinny guy with an odd last name doing up here was Barack Obama, and I'm afraid we're dealing with the same type of amateur standing on stage tonight. <laughs> Give me a hug just same, like you did to Obama. The same type of amateur. And, and you'll help elect me just the, like you did to Obama, too. Give me that The same hug, type of amateur. Hold on. Hold on. That's just a little bit of the uh, back and forth you heard in the uh, debate last night. We're going to talk about the debate, and if you watched, want to get your input this morning, have a take. Phone lines be open, uh, 208-336, they're open right now, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, 1-800-529-5264. I have an obvious choice of two winners from okay. last night. An obvious choice? Obvious choice. All right. Um, th- I'm not going to share them right now because I don't want to influence anybody else who oh. might have watched the debate. If they're obvious, you don't have to anyway. We'll, well, just, I, we'll I, just leave it at that. Actually, you, you, you <laughs> might have to because neither one of them were on stage last night. Uh-huh. And okay, you didn't let other people pick that yesterday. What's that? P- people couldn't uh, choose. But that was yesterday. Okay, well, all yeah, right. Yeah. That was yesterday. Um one of one of the people who were not on the stage, which was a huge winner yesterday, um, probably made millions of dollars last night. So this person that I'm going to tell you was a probably the biggest winner last night might surprise you a little bit. Okay, I guess it wasn't me. Uh, was not you? No, I knew that when you said millions of dollars. I will say, I am not going to be able to watch six or seven more of these if these debates are like this. Over the next year, yeah, um, I, it, I just, I just won't be able to. Uh, the yelling and screaming back and forth over the top of each other. Um, they, it, it was, it was pretty good for the first hour. I mean, if you wanted to see that, you could just watch reality. Yeah, TV. pretty good for the first hour, but the second hour, I mean, they, they just, the, the moderators lost control over the second hour, and. You know, if if one of the candidates didn't like what the other was saying, uh, it seemed to be the louder you screamed, the more you thought you were going to win points mm-hmm. by screaming at the other person, trying to drown them out. And it just got. I I, I wanted to quit, but I go, oh, God, I gotta I gotta watch this crap because it's part of my job. <laughs> so I I did. Um, I watched I watched the the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Very disappointed uh, in. And, and the questions were good. I, I have to give them, especially for being on Fox. Some of the questions that were asked surprised me that they were asked by by Fox. Um, but they need to be asked. Not 
exactly thrilled with some of the answers, but... Um, you mean the ones that started out, not that we believe that this is true, but how will you deal with this? Um, no, I, I don't think any of them ask a question like that, mm. um, but tackling climate change, uh, for well, That's in, kind for of what instance. I was talking about, yeah. But, I mean, they didn't start out with, even though we don't believe it, well, what mean, do you think? Yeah, I, It was it was kind of went unsaid, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, the, the topics that they brought up are pretty much across the board topics that people are concerned about here in the United States. Abortion was, was a big one. Foreign policy with Ukraine and Russia was a big one. Climate change was a big one. Um, you know, so, so they did a good job with the topics. They just, and I don't know, without, my advice would be, <laughs> and I know they won't do this, but my advice would be that when you hear that bell, like last night, or if they have a buzzer in the future, depending on who's mm-hmm. hosting or whatever. By the way, we have another debate in a month from now. Um, Let me guess. Kill the mic? Kill the mic. Just shut off. The, once that bell goes off, you got five seconds to finish up your thought, and your mic goes off, and then you look ridiculous trying to yell or scream over somebody or continuing for another 30 seconds past what the bell... I mean, there were times with the bell, they had to ring the bell three times to get people to shut up, and they still mm-hmm. wouldn't shut up. Um, and this this would stop because there were there were minutes at a time where everybody is screaming, and you can't understand a word anybody is saying. And with with that many people involved, I would almost rather watch uh, a, a separate interview with each candidate where they get asked the exact same questions, and everybody gets yeah. ten minutes, and then at the end you go, "Well, who gave the best answer?" Yeah, or even with that many candidates, even even doing it one at a time As instead of ten to, minutes. Go, you have one minute. You can't um, interrupt your, the candidate. They get an answer any way they want. And then we move on, and then finish up with yelling and screaming for the last five minutes so people can tune out if they want. Last night, it was one of those events where you were trying to figure out, now, which guy hired Bruce Valanche, uh, you know, to to write him some uh, jokes. <laughs> there were definitely some jokes. Um, Vivek, uh, we got to find out how you pronounce his name last, right, last night. Vivek Ramaswamy. 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 Ramaswamy, yeah. Um, he had jokes. Uh, Nikki Haley had jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much everybody else was pretty dry. Nikki Haley got good reviews. Nikki Haley did. I, I for the only thing I would give her down marks for. I mean, she did. She did very well. She got in some good jibes um, and well thought out. The only thing I didn't like was she was one of the people where if she didn't like somebody, somebody was something somebody was saying or somebody was attacking she, her. She, the, the louder she would scream and until you just couldn't hear anybody. And it's like, Nikki, shut up and wait your turn. <laughs> um, Which, of course, goes along with everybody, shut up and wait your turn. Yeah. Right. But I, it, she was one of the people who uh, would, like I said, Seemed like they would scream the loudest. Vivek also was one of those people that uh, would scream. Well, he had a lot to say. He did. Um, who do you think was uh, spent the most time on camera or most talking time last night? Uh, I would say Vivek, but I don't know. Mike Pence. It was Mike Pence. Twelve really? minutes got the most talking time. Probably last speaks night. this He didn't do too bad last night. I, better than I thought. Uh, Chris Christie. <sighs> You know, I, and here's the deal. I predicted yesterday that he would win, 
And yeah, he's a good debater, but he's almost like an afterthought in this thing. Yeah, and by far the most booze of the night went to Chris Christie just because you have so many people who are Trump supporters in that audience last night, and he is so anti-Trump um, that he, he got booed by far the most. Yeah. According to the Drudge Poll. By the um, way, by the way, just I also think debates would be better if there were not an audience. Could be, too. Yeah, Just, just have the debate and don't play to the crowd. The uh, Drudge Poll last night, which they do uh, polling as the debate is going on, and you yeah. get to think... Uh, you're going to say who you think won. Who, who do you think, according to Drudge? And this is just people who are watching. Uh, there's no, you know, calling up and saying, you know, anybody right. can participate. Who do you think uh, won, according to uh, the who, watchers and Drudge? Who did they say won? Who did, who did well, the people watching, who did uh, you think they say won? Nikki Haley or Ramaswamy? Uh, Ramaswamy, okay. 32%. Uh, Nikki Haley, 20%. So she was a strong second. Um, I think that surprised. Ramaswamy was the only one really who seemed to be going into the whole thing with an attitude that he had nothing to lose. Yeah, possibly. Although he is third in polling right now. Yeah. Um, of course, he's only, what, 37 years old? 38. 38. 208, 336. Uh, when we come back, I'll give you one thing. Uh, I'll, I'll ask you, too. Uh, is there one thing that actually surprised you or shocked you last night? I have one thing that I was just blown away by. Uh, when we come back, your take, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you watched last night, you can email us, chris at kby.com and mike at kby.com. Let's get our first check on sports. Once again, brought to you by our friends at Pork Belly, already there, making up your deliciousness for, for breakfast this morning. Get in for breakfast at Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. They open at 7. Boise State head football coach Andy Avalos Wednesday named redshirt freshman Maddox Madsen as the top backup quarterback for the Broncos to start the 2023 season. Sophomore Taylor Green will start as he did last year. Madsen has been in a battle for the number two quarterback spot with true freshman C.J. Tiller this summer. Madsen is from American Fork, Utah. At five foot ten. He's eight inches shorter than starter Taylor Green. Madsen quarterbacked his high school team in his junior and senior years and threw for a two-year total of 7,000 yards and 86 touchdowns. Boise State opens the season at Washington September 2nd. We told you yesterday the Huskies have lost their top returning running back, sophomore Cameron Davis, for the season with a lower body injury. They have uh, now also lost their sophomore guard, the appropriately named Guard Memelar wow. for the season with an injury. Memelar is a Treasure Valley native. He's a graduate of Middleton High School. Wednesday morning, the Los Angeles Angels roster included two of the best players in Major League Baseball by Wednesday evening. It no longer did. The Angels have announced that pitcher and designated hitter Shohei Otani, the current favorite to win the American League Most Valuable Player Award, has a torn ulnar collateral ligament and will not pitch again this season. He may or may not return as a designated hitter for the team after taking a few days off. And Wednesday, center fielder Mike Trout, a three-time American League MVP, was placed on the 10-day disabled list with soreness in his wrist. Trout had played only one game, Tuesday's loss to the Cincinnati Reds, following seven weeks out with an injury. That's sports. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. In a fiery debate hosted by the Fox News Channel, one of the most theatrical moments was addressing the candidate who wasn't even there. 
former President Donald Trump. Someone's got to stop normalizing this conduct. Chris Christie, who once prepped Trump for debates, now pitching himself as the candidate most willing to take on the former president, who's mired in legal troubles. The conduct is beneath the office of president of the United States. Juju Chang, ABC News. I don't know if it was on purpose or not. It was funny the way they... Uh, said the question let's address the elephant in the room donald trump <laughs> i don't think that was on purpose now i, is that I say funny? that because is of that, the weigh-in today i was gonna say is is that funny because he wasn't in the room or the other thing the other thing ah. uh, yeah we get a, we get a weigh-in today the over under by the way 273 pounds when wow, he really uh weighs in today um aaron from Boise, listening online this morning. Uh, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Your thoughts on the debate last night? Hello, Aaron. Are you there? Hi. There. Yes, I am there. I'm here. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, now we can. Okay, yes. I guess I'm the only one who's taken the debate seriously last night. Uh, hands down, Vivek uh, won the debate, and I agree with him that we spend way too much money on foreign aid, and we need to cut back on that a little bit. Uh, just two other issues I want to mention. The Republicans are never this animated, and they never come with knives out. They always do this to each other. Republicans always viciously attack each other all in. They never talk to Democrats like this. I don't see Republicans talk like this to Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer, uh, but when it's against other Republicans, that's when it's knives out. That kind of bothers me a little bit, that uh, they hate each other when it's against other Republicans, but when it's in the Congress, when it's in the Senate, oh, my esteemed colleague from the other <laughs> side. Uh, but the third thing I want to mention, and again, my, the audience is going to boo me for saying this, but I'm just going to say what it is. I'm sorry to say this, but it's going to be one of those eight because Trump doesn't stand. Are these charges against Trump politically motivated? Of course they are, but he doesn't stand a chance against an Atlanta jury, a Washington, D.C. jury, or a New York City jury. The the problem is every time he's been indicted, his number, polling numbers goes up. And he, he leads, you know, the third, second place by over 40 points. So I don't know which one of those guys are going to beat him. But here's the problem. He cannot win the general because independence and low information voters are not going to vote for a guy who's in jail. Period. End of story. I know the Trump supporters love it and, and they're all in, but there's still a lot of independents and moderates who still just plain do not like him. And if he's convicted, for sure, there's no way that they're going to vote for him in a general next year. All right. Aaron, thank you for the thoughts. Great thoughts. Appreciate the call this morning. 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We uh, are uh, up right here um, on time, but we got uh, people on the line. Stay right where you are, I promise. You can also email us, chris at kby.com and mike at kby.com. Uh, when we come back, have a take. If you watched the debate last night, um, what did you think? Um, and when we come back, we're out of time here. I will, I, as promised, tell you the one surprising or shocking thing that I uh, got from last night's debate. We'll do that coming up next. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Donald Trump is far and away the leading candidate. Did anything change? Not last night. But I think that if this keeps happening, if we, keep, if we continue to have more debates, 
Republican voters will get to see what that world looks like. Trump, um, by large accounts, um, won the debate last night. I kind of thought the same thing after watching two hours of back and forth, answering questions and yelling over the top of each other. Um, my impression was there's not anybody on that stage last night, as of this point right now, that can overcome the 40 or 50 point <laughs> deficit that they currently currently have in polling to represent the mm. GOP party in the general election next year. Just, just well, didn't and I see think it was, from anybody on stage. That was his strategy. Uh, you know, don't show up for them to uh, pick on you. Uh, they'll mention you anyway. They're bound to. Uh, you're already ahead by a lot, so don't show up. And then at the end of the night, you might be the only person who didn't say anything stupid. <laughs> the one thing I, t- I promised I was going to give you, the surprising thing, um, maybe even a little shocking, is how little Trump was brought up. Yeah, I uh, was really wrong about that because... Same I had, here. I said I 25 the, times. I had the over-under at 100. Yeah, <laughs> and I said 25, and I don't think he was brought up 25 yeah. times. The shocking thing was his name was never mentioned until about 15 minutes into the debate, and it was only mentioned by Nikki Haley after that you didn't hear Trump's name brought up again until about 50 minutes. Almost the first hour went through entirely before anybody started talking about Trump. And part of the reason was it was brought up as one of the questions. So they were forced to talk about Trump and what happened on January 6th. Right. Um, it was interesting, uh, not surprising, but interesting to me that everybody supported what Mike Pence did on January 6th. Nobody condemned it except maybe the people in the audience booing. Even even uh, there wasn't much booing over that going on because the question was, did Mike Pence do his job or what he did? Do you think it was wrong? And, and it took a little while for Ron DeSantis to actually answer the question. And I give kudos to the uh, the moderators because they forced him to answer the question because he kind of went around it. And he finally said, I have no problem with what he did on, on January 6th. Um, they should have asked him, would you have done the same thing? That's kind of what they ask. Mm-hmm. Said, would you, would you have done, if you were in Mike Pence's place, would you have done the same thing on January 6th? And every one of them said, yeah. So um, that was kind of a big, big moment for Mike Pence because he's been roundly criticizing for yeah. um, not helping Donald Trump in stopping the uh, count on the election and the process of uh, the election right. that uh, happened. So... Um, your thoughts, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through. Um, the other winner, uh, I'll tell you after top of the hour who the other winner was last night. And, and this winner, not on stage and probably made millions and millions of dollars uh, last night. We'll tell you who that is, who I think that is, um, coming up here after top of the hour. Right now, it's time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in Cuna, the place to go for breakfast and lunch. Open in 15 minutes. You're looking for a delicious breakfast, looking for a delicious lunch. Maybe you're looking to make sure that you get really full. They have huge portions. Get into Pork Belly today. Boise State softball player Serena Hutchinson and New Mexico cross-country and track and field athlete Stephanie Parsons have been selected by the Mountain West Conference as its nominees for the 2023 NCAA Woman of the Year Award. 
The award has been given since 1991. It recognizes excellence in academics, athletics, community service, and leadership among graduating female student-athletes. To be eligible, a nominee must have earned a varsity letter and a bachelor's degree. Hutchinson is from Newberry Park, California. She was the second-team All-Pacific Region and second-team All-Mountain West catcher this season. Hutchinson has graduated with a degree in health sciences and a 3.82 grade point average, and next will pursue a nursing degree at Duke University in North Carolina. She has also volunteered at the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Operation School Bell, and a local hospital. After nine straight losses, the New York Yankees, in particular, outfielder Aaron Judge, decided that was enough losing. Judge, Wednesday night, hit three home runs, including a second-inning grand slam, driving in six runs total as the Yankees clobbered the Washington Nationals 9-1 at Yankee Stadium. That came just hours after New York General Manager Brian Cashman said on SNY-TV that this season has been a shock and a disaster. That's sports. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Somebody say Waffle Waffles. National Waffle Day is August 24th. It It is is National Waffle Day. I'm making waffles. Yeah! Waffles! There's a stock of freshly made waffles in the middle of the forest. Do you like waffles? Yeah, we like waffles. Waffles! Waffles! Well, National Waffle Day is a day that we celebrate the invention of the waffle iron. Hey, you want some waffles? Yeah. Let me put some in the toaster. Waffles. Waffles. National Waffle Day today. Bring that up because uh, right now, Pork Belly and Cuna is open and they have waffles. Chicken and waffles, for instance. Uh, Belgian waffle, fried chicken, uh, Marionberry jelly. Um, they also have uh, bougie waffle and uh, Porky's waffle. Bougie. Bougie is what it's called. Okay, the bougie waffle. I don't. I don't know what makes it bougie. Uh, generally, it's pretension of some sort. But they, uh, I'm not yeah. sure how a waffle can do that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, there's your waffles today for National Waffle Day. Uh, they are the sponsor of sports coming it, up here in a few minutes. Is it just me or does National Waffle Day sound like the perfect day to hold a presidential debate? Uh, yeah, and they missed it by one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Once again, throughout the morning, if you want, we spent the first hour talking about your thoughts on the debate last night. Uh, but if you are just waking up and uh, you watch the debate, want to hear your take on it, you can go ahead and email us, chris at kbui.com, mike at kbui.com. You can also, uh, if you would like, text us, same as our main number. By the way, text number is going to come in handy again today because we're going to have a chance for you a little bit later this morning to get Weezer concert tickets along with golf coming up for Saturday. This was the first concert that sold out in just under two hours Mm. for the Boise Open, the Saturday night concert. So the only way you're going to get these concert tickets, once again, all concerts are sold out. We have a chance for you to win that. Listen in. You'll have a chance to text a little bit later. We'll tell you what to text coming up. If you get tickets, don't drive to Weezer. It's actually being held in Boise. Mm -hmm. And spelled completely different also. Exactly. Um, one of the things I told you as uh, we were going here uh, to the top of the hour is I, I was going to give you the big winner last night. I, th- I think Trump won um, just not on being. I just the reason why I think he won is because I don't think ma- anybody made any inroads. Now it's going to be a few days before new polls come out to say if I- anybody moved from say uh, Vivek 
Ramaswamy moved from third to second, if DeSantis mm. stayed in second, or, or if anybody made any moves. So it'll be a few days before we see any of the polling. But I just don't see anybody. But nobody ganged up on DeSantis like they, I thought they were going to either. You know what I thought that mean, and I, I agree with you? I think they don't view him as a real threat. I, I think if they thought he was going to be a real threat, that they would have to you know, surpass him. Somebody said the other day there are two types of people in America those who support Ron DeSantis for president and those who have met Ron DeSantis. <laughs> I, that, that's what I took f- from last night is that I think that people on stage don't view him as a real threat, mm. that there's other ways that they can get into second place and start chipping away at Trump, and they don't think they have to go through Ron DeSantis. That's, that's my personal feeling on, on that last night, why they didn't attack him as much. And he was prepared for the attacks, but they just never came. Told you I was going to tell you who I thought the really, really big winner was last night. And we didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday because we had so much going on. And then last night, as the debate opens, this guy made millions of dollars. He's already making millions of dollars. Um, But for the first time ever in history of Billboard this week, Oliver Anthony sits alone at number one at the Billboard Hot 100 chart. He's a Virginia native. He beat out the rest of the music industry juggernauts like Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, Travis Scott, Drake, with his original song, Richmond, North of Richmond. First time in history that an artist has ever hit number one on the Billboard chart with a debut song. And this song has taken off virally just because he, he doesn't doesn't have a record company, I, I think that's going to happen fairly quickly. You mean hit number one in his first week with the debut song. Hit, yeah. Okay. It, ever. I mean, nobody has ever hit number one with a debut song. Actually, they have. No, this is article uh, from Billboard says this is the first time it's ever happened. Okay. With their debut song, first song ever he's ever had recorded. Oh, I see. And in other words, first... he doesn't even have an album out no, yet. No, this is just a, the yeah. first single he's ever recorded. Yeah. Okay. No one's ever done it with their first single hit number no. one in their first week. Now their first release, yes. First release. Okay. Eventually, he he did it in the first week that it's out, which right. has never happened. Um, why did he make? Why did I view him as the biggest winner? Because last night on Fox during the debate, they played his song. They played his song at the start of the debate. So now, hundreds of people saw it. If you haven't quite figured out, or maybe you don't know who this guy is, he has touched a nerve with the country because uh, he's basically singing about fat, rich cats in Washington, D.C., the politicians. Here, take a little listen to his song. Working all day, overtime hours. For bullshit, hey, so I can sit out here and waste my life away. Drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to. For people like me, people like you, wish I could just wake up and it not be true. But it is, oh, it is. Think, wanna know what you do, and they don't think you know. 
fish And it's time to know him Cause the red man Cause the red man That song uh, right there has had tens of millions of downloads Take a guess at how much money he is making even before last night mm. I don't know, three bucks, four bucks $40,000 a day. Oh. $40,000 a day um, just on a song that's, you know, gone viral from people sharing it on social media. It's really touched, uh, like I said, a uh, nerve with the country talking about politics. Well, it, it touched a few of my nerves just then. It's not particularly a great song. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's not it, It's not something you can dance to or snap your fingers yeah. to. Uh, I, but, I agree with But the lyrics have just I, caught on fire for a lot of Americans. I agree with you, except the part where you said it's okay. I thought that was the worst thing I've ever heard. Oh, I think it's okay. I don't. I don't necessarily dislike the song. Good God. Um, but I'll tell you that by far, I think he's the biggest winner last night from the debates because he made millions of dollars with them playing that in the first part uh, of the debate, the song. Seems like if somebody said, would you rather hear this again or go deaf, you might have to think about it. Um, like I said, I think, I think the song's okay. It's not the best thing I've ever heard, but mm. boy, oh boy, have Americans fallen in love with it. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. And so profound, too. Uh, let's get a check uh, with Chris once again, brought to you by Pork Belly and CUNA. Boise State head men's golf coach David Trainer on Wednesday announced his team's 2023-2024 schedule. For the first time in 10 years, the Broncos will host a home golf event, a dual match against the University of Idaho in Boise, April 15th and 16th. The last time Boise State hosted was the Dash Thomas Memorial at Banbury Golf Course in Eagle during the 2013-2014 season. The Broncos opened the golf season September 3rd and 4th in Harris, Michigan at the Island Resort Classic on Lake Michigan. They will follow that with a trip to the Kansas State Wildcat Invitational two weeks later, then three events in October at Boulder, Colorado, Corvallis, Oregon, and the Kaanapali Classic in Hawaii, which is still scheduled despite its location immediately north of Lahaina on Maui. The Boise State Beach Volleyball team also released its fall schedule Wednesday. It includes the season opener October 7th in Seattle and the second annual City of Trees Classic in Boise October 21st and 22nd. This will be only the second year in which Boise State will compete in the fall beach volleyball season. The Dallas Cowboys reported Wednesday that defensive end Sam Williams was arrested in Frisco, Texas on Sunday, charged with possession of a controlled substance, marijuana, and the unlawful carrying of a weapon. In Texas, marijuana possession is a felony, and unlawfully carrying a weapon is a misdemeanor. It's not the first time Williams has been in trouble. In December, he was arrested following a two-car accident and charged with reckless driving and speeding at 98 miles per hour in a 55 zone. Also in college at the University of Mississippi, Williams was arrested for sexual battery, but the charges were eventually dropped. That's sports. Casper and Chris on Google Play. We are News Talk KBOI. I didn't expect this with the news that came out after the close yesterday, but we are seeing uh, a lot of red up there ahead of the opening. Dow is down about 60 points uh, here. But uh, part part of the reason why I thought this is kind of surprising is because of the amazing numbers reported from nvidia 
Artificial intelligence is still here, and it's likely here to stay for a while. So the highly anticipated earnings report was released yesterday after the bell, and it did not disappoint. You're talking about this company, NVIDIA, that it, in pre-market trading up 7%. It's up over 220% year-to-date going into today. So it reported revenue of over $13.5 billion, over 100% jump from last year. It put a lot of concerns in this earnings release. The company really put a lot of concerns around supply constraints and demand from China. I mean, really, NVIDIA cited that they're not even close to meeting the demand. So if you look at the comments made by the company, you look at the sheer numbers results of this earnings report. Bottom line is investors are betting that the AI mania is going to continue and there's going to be a high demand for for these companies, the hardware companies, the software companies that are in their space. And this demand is not going to be short-lived. But again, these these prices that NVIDIA is charging, it's likely going to spur spin-out competition. So you're going to get more players in this space. But right now, NVIDIA is the king. And what I do find interesting, too, is you have a majority of the customers for NVIDIA. You have these giant tech companies, mega cap companies like your Microsoft, Amazon. You have parent companies of Google and Facebook. They all came out and said that in their most previous earnings reports that they are going to continue to put a tremendous amount of capital into this generative AI technology and those capabilities. So again, you factor all this in together and it's it's boding well for NVIDIA and it's really lifting the tide for chip makers. You're seeing advanced micro devices getting a lift. You are seeing shares of Micron getting a lift, even though they're not specifically in that space. Um, but it's really rising that tide. So again, that's why we're seeing some outperformance in the NASDAQ, which is technology heavy. We're also seeing the S&P 500 up, which again, if you look at these huge mega cap technology companies like Microsoft, Amazon, they're getting a bump, which is bringing up these major indexes, which has been the run that we've seen all year. So again, the theme that so far this year has been artificial intelligence. NVIDIA has been lockstep through that. And we're seeing again today with another blowout earnings support. Now, if we're looking at some selling pressure in the Dow Jones industrial average, not as, not as heavy in the technology space, but you also have shares of Boeing dropping a bit, down 3%. Um, they ran into a manufacturing flaw on their 737 MAX, and it looks like it's going to delay some deliveries on that best-selling aircraft. So you're seeing a little bit more um, uh, downward pressure on some Dow components, which, again, <laughs> has been the theme for this year. So we're seeing really a snapshot of all of 2023 really happen inside of one day, or at least futures market thus far. So now okay. all eyes are going to be set on Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and what comments are going to be made by our central bank. And that, that'll take place tomorrow, and we'll probably get some, um, some, some comments made from central bank members again today. All right. We'll uh, keep an eye on the Dow opening up here in just a few minutes, see what happens throughout the day with your updates. Talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 741, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get in, uh, also remember uh, the main number there, 208-336-3700. Coming up shortly, we're going to give you a chance to text in and win your tickets for golf on Saturday, concert Saturday night, which is... Weezer! Want to win those tickets? Uh, keep listening. We'll give you a chance to text in and win. We'll tell you what to text. Don't text us now. There'll be a specific thing you need to text us, and we'll tell you that coming up here shortly. Talked yesterday uh, about the conspiracy theory about the fires being started by the federal government. 
and just wanted pe- people to explain to me, it's like, if you believe that, wh- why do you think the federal government started the fires that destroyed Lahaina and po- quite possibly killed over 1,000 people? Still at 117 confirmed, but or 114, but there are still 1,100 more people that are still not accounted for. Uh, AP uh, released this story yesterday, and a lot of people, as talking about that, said maybe the government didn't do it, but man, there's so many people that died because the government did some dumb things. And the AP um, yesterday reporting that those who disobeyed the barricade road closures during the Maui fires survived the disaster Many of those who listened to the orders and turned around perished in their cars and homes. Wow. In the early hours of the Maui fires, there were more than 30 power poles down alongside the highway there at the south end of Lahaina. So they didn't want people driving past that. Didn't want them past that. Maui Police Chief uh, Pelleter said during the news conference that officers never stopped people from leaving the area, but the AP report suggests that residents were discouraged from disobeying yeah, the they, barricade. They kept telling them the smart thing to do. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, but uh, you can't on one hand say, we never stopped people from leaving, then why the barricades from stopping mm-hmm. people from leaving? Uh, one family said that they swerved around the barricade set up to escape the flames, while another resident said that uh, they took a dirt road up a hill to climb above the fire. This is according to AP reporting. However, many others who stayed in their cars, followed the barricades, and didn't go around them were stuck in a gridlock with fire surrounding them on most sides and ended up perishing and burning to death in their cars that's really sad there is not only probably a lawsuit but the example of policy decisions by leadership on maui that could quite have possibly caused the death of hundreds of people. Once again, that's a report out from Associated Press. KBOI News Time, 745. Time for a check on uh, what's going on with sports. One final time this morning with Chris. Once again, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Don't forget the place to go for breakfast and lunch, especially breakfast today. Why? Because it is National Waffle Day. Waffles! Uh, get in, and they do have a couple different waffles for you to choose from. Um, and uh, their waffles, like all their food, is absolutely delicious get in uh and try out today breakfast is open they're open until two o'clock and uh seven o'clock in the morning till two o'clock every day seven days a week boise state head football coach andy avalos wednesday named redshirt freshman maddox madsen as the top backup quarterback for the broncos to start the 2023 season sophomore Taylor green will start as he did last year Madsen has been in a battle for the number two quarterback spot with true freshman C.J. Tiller this summer. Madsen is from American Fork, Utah. At five foot ten, he is eight inches shorter than starter Taylor Green. Madsen quarterbacked his high school team in his junior and senior years and threw for a two-year total of 7,000 yards and 86 touchdowns. Boise State opens the season at Washington September 2nd. We told you yesterday the Huskies have lost their top returning running back, sophomore Cameron Davis, for the season with a lower body injury. They have now also lost their sophomore guard, the appropriately named Guard Memelar, for the season with an injury. Memelar is a Treasure Valley native 
and a graduate of Middleton High School. Wednesday morning, the Los Angeles Angels roster included two of the best players in Major League Baseball. By Wednesday evening, it no longer did. The Angels have announced that pitcher and designated hitter Shohei Otani, the current favorite to win the American League Most Valuable Player Award, has a torn ulnar collateral ligament ligament and will not pitch again this season he may or may not return as a designated hitter for the team after taking a few days off and wednesday center fielder mike mike trout who is a three-time american league mvp was placed on the 10-day disabled list with soreness in his wrist trout had played only one game tuesday's loss to the cincinnati reds following seven weeks out with an injury That's sports. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. When the time runs out, we all will hear this. Governor Christie. A public employee. Mr. Vice President. Well, I don't know if I get a chance to respond. Senator Scott. I'm a Southern boy. I talk slow. So, America. America. That was quick. We need to end the weaponization of these federal agents. But But I will do that. That's not the question. I know, but here's the thing. We're going to move on. Martha, can I answer the question? I speak on this issue. I was. You didn't. You you answered on this. You you did did say something. Here we go. I think we need to establish some ground rules. When we hear this bell. Yes. That, that means your time's done. done. They could just change the channel to MSNBC right now. <laughs> um, let's put it this way. Even though they explain the rules, that when bell goes off, uh, you're done. Um, there's not one person that paid attention to that I rule was, last night. I thought it was interesting that he said you can change the channel to MSNBC right now. <laughs> well, the same thing was on MSNBC, <laughs> so it really wouldn't have mattered. Oh, good grief. Uh, taking your thoughts on the debate. If you watched last night, what did you think? Was there a winner? Was there a loser? Who did you think? What did you think about the overall debate in itself? Uh, in case you're just tuning in, um, some of the thoughts that I had this morning, I, I really do think Trump won. And the reason I say that is because after last night, there's not one of those people that I can say after the first debate that have a chance of picking up the 40 or 50 points that now separate them between... Well, themselves and Trump. If, let's assume Trump doesn't exist or isn't running. If that were the case, and those were the eight people, who would you choose? I still couldn't come up with a choice after the first debate. Hmm. Even if, even if anybody, Trump was not... Is there anybody you would cut from the group? Um, yeah. Um, Asa Hutchinson gone. I do have to say, Doug Burgum, that's the first time that I have ever heard him speak. I was kind of impressed by him last night. He didn't get a chance to say much. He was one of the people who actually kind of followed the rules, and he didn't yell and scream over everybody else to try and make his points. Um, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised by him. Out of the people, if, if Trump were not a part of this, I really don't think there's any was, one of those people that could beat Biden. Was there anybody that uh, more or less shocked you with how badly they did? Um, maybe Chris Christie. Really unimpressed with uh, Chris Christie, and and I mean he's a good debater. But uh, yeah, I mean he's got away with words, but I don't think he he uh, was one of the winners last night. No, I I I really don't think he did himself uh, any help last night. Um, Ron DeSantis maybe a little disappointing. What's funny? He he 
was, uh, you know, all set to be attacked, and he really wasn't attacked. No. And I mentioned earlier this morning, I said, um, I, I think the possibility of what you can read into that of not attacking him is that, you know, his, his the people that are going against him don't really view him as a strong opponent. That they that it, yeah. they don't have to attack him to beat him. They can just keep with their talking points and what they believe in their policies, and they can beat him that way without having to attack him. I told you what I heard said that somebody had said there are two kinds of people: those who uh, support Ron DeSantis for president, and those who have <laughs> met Ron DeSantis. Um, I mean, he did have some good talk, talking points. He did. Almost everything he talked about, he brought back to what he did and what he's done in Florida mm-hmm. as as the governor. And I mean, quite frankly, you know the the way he was elected by seventy percent in what had been up until that point a blue or very possibly purple state, um, you know, was huge. Um, but he's not running for governor, and he's not the governor anymore. I would have liked to seen a little bit more, you know, talking about what he's going to do as president, and not what he did. Uh, in, in my in Florida as governor, um, as we told you a little bit earlier this morning, just to give you a, an update, this is according to Drudge Poll, who puts up a poll during the debates on people who are watching it. You can vote, you know, who who they who you think, mm-hmm. and it's it's not a scientific poll by any shape or imagination. It's just a poll that gets put up by the people that are watching, um, according to the Drudge Poll, um, Vivek Ramaswamy, thirty three percent. 33% was the winner. Uh, yeah. Nikki Haley was the surprise. Um, she checked in at number two at 22%, and then Ron DeSantis, number three, 18%. Chris Christie, number four at 17%, and then nobody else got above 5%. DeSantis, by the way, still is the governor of I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, governor. He, if, he, if he would get elected, he would have to give that up. Right. Yeah. But, but not until he gets yeah. elected. So he, you know, as of yet, probably won't. 208-336-3700. Like I said, if you want to weigh in on that, we'll take your calls throughout the uh, show this morning. The other thing going on today now, after uh, Trump, by the way, did the counter-programming um, last night, uh, recorded an interview earlier that played up against at the same time as the uh, debate. Mm-hmm. Now, today, former President Trump will surrender in Atlanta after being indicted on 13 counts stemming from his efforts to overturn the 2020 election. I thought sure somebody last night was going to say, I wish that Donald Trump were here to answer this, but I know he has to turn himself in to be. Uh... <laughs> there, there were there were some mentions that they think Donald Trump should have been there, but not because of that. Right. <laughs> I just thought somebody was going to say that. Like, I know he has to turn himself in to be booked tomorrow. Now, we don't know what time he's going to uh, turn himself in. Now, I would have thought it would have been sometime maybe after our show, uh, in between our show and maybe when Nate Showman's show starts later this afternoon. Reports are suggesting that he is eyeing prime time this evening in order to maximize media coverage. <laughs> Which, you know, uh, sounds typical Trump, right? I guess. It's, if, if, you were, if you were being booked into... Uh jail and and then you know released on bond would you want that to be the uh, lasting image of you considering that uh it hasn't done anything for his popularity 
to uh, to hurt it to hurt it so far. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, he's. I think he's fully under the impression of there's no such thing as bad publicity. Now, if you're still wondering, will Trump get a mugshot based on everybody else who has been charged? Giuliani yesterday had a mugshot. Yeah, this marks a change from previous surrenders. Trump is likely to have a mugshot taken upon upon arrival, and uh, Pat. Uh, Fulton County Sheriff Pat Labatt uh, reportedly suggested that mugshots would be taken of Trump and all the 18 defendants named alongside him in the case. Uh, as I mentioned, several of the co-defendants who have turned themselves in, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, and uh, Jenna Ellis, all have had their mugshots yeah. taken, so I'm sure Jenna Trump Ellis is going to have his, too. was the only one that genuinely looked like she was enjoying herself. Uh, beyond the mugshot, Fulton County Jail indicates the booking process normally includes a medical screening and fin- fingerprinting. That's where we told you yesterday why the online betting sites are giving over under on Trump's weight. It'll be it'll be released to the public what he weighed? Because that seems odd. Um, I, I would say Freedom of Information Act could probably force them, even if they don't want to. Isn't there like a Freedom of, of None of Your Business Act? Uh, not that I know of. Mm. Trump's uh, arrival will be more carefully orchestrated than a normal defendant, as he will be accompanied by Secret Service, tightly um, tight security uh, around him turning himself in. Uh, The sheriff's office has already said there will be a hard lockdown of the area surrounding the jail during Trump's surrender, which usually doesn't happen when somebody turns himself in. Um, Trump has already said uh, they've made an agreement on posting bail, um, so he'll have to put up $20,000. Bond is $200,000, but he also only has to come up with 10% of that, either cash um, or security uh, of cash. He can put up real estate property or something like that. It seemed kind of funny. Rudy Giuliani drove to the the bail bondsman right after he got out. Somebody said he was just putting on a show, uh, but it sort of looked like he was just visiting a bail bondsman. Unlike his past three criminal cases, Trump is not expected to enter a plea today. The defendants will each appear in court at a later date to enter their pleas. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis seeking to hold the arrangements during the week of September 5th. So right after Labor Day, apparently, they uh, will enter their pleas. Not expected to do that coming up here today. That'll be anticlimactic anyway. He's just going to say not guilty, right? Um, That's my guess. It would be shocking if he didn't. (laughs) Yes, 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 it would. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your wireless. Uh, We'll take a break here, get caught up in traffic and weather once again this morning. When we come back, somebody's going to get a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue. But you're going to have to answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. We'll let you do that right after traffic and weather. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue. Either location, downtown Boise or at the Village in Meridian. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with the global network for all your real estate needs. Call 208-888-4128. Justin is going to get first crack at our question today. Justin, the book series, uh, you know, for dummies, such as accounting for dummies, sports betting for dummies, etc., has over yep. 2,500 titles and counting with over 200 million copies in print. But the whole thing began with one dumb book. What was the very first, specifically the very first book for dummies? 
Dos for dummies. That's dose. Dose for dummies. Dose, dos, whatever. Oh, wow, I'm a dummy. I thought it was... my, parents, my parents had that book. I thought it was do's as in do's and don'ts. <laughs> Dos no. for dummies is correct. Hey. 1991. That was the very first for dummies book. And man, look at the hundreds of millions of dollars you know, they've made off of those books. What's funny is they originally only intended to make about a dozen of them, but they discovered there were just unlimited <laughs> dummies. <laughs> you know, and, and they're, they're written so well. For those of you, um, you know, who have read the books uh, for whatever reason, you know, they're they're written for the average, everyday, not super smart person, which is why they call them for dummies. Um, so, like, almost anybody can follow along with them and learn from the book. I, I think that's why they've been so widely successful. And uh, quite frankly, uh, Justin, that's why you are successful today, because you knew the answer. Um, and you said your parents had DOS for dummies? Yeah, man. I remember seeing that book in my office when I was a kid, and I was like, what is DOS for dummies? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you you needed to read that other book, the pre-book before that, right? <laughs> what, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hang on the line. You needed to read DOS for dummies for dummies. Yeah, we've got yep. a $50 gift certificate for you once again for uh some great barbecue, R&R barbecue. We'll get some information from you. Still another chance. You didn't win this morning? Listen in tomorrow morning. We'll have another chance for you to win here on News Talk KBOI. Take a break. Uh, phone lines open. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Want to weigh in on uh, President Trump turning himself in today and your thoughts on that or the debates last night. Uh, if you want, if you watched it last night, let us know your thoughts. You can also email Mike at KBOI.com or Chris at KBOI.com. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. President Biden's campaign criticized former President Trump for not participating in last night's Republican primary debate, with spokesman Kevin Munoz saying the GOP frontrunner instead was doing a, quote, softball interview with former Fox News host Tucker Carlson. After the debate, the president's campaign was claiming a win, telling ABC News that swing voters that tuned in would not have seen something they like, and that the Republican candidates were going after each other to play to the MAGA base, but not showing they can reach beyond that to actually win. President Biden told reporters he would tune in for some of the debate, but said he had no expectations for the event. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-5264. Taking your impressions once again, thoughts on the debate. If you watched last night, uh, feel free. Uh, you can also email us, chris at kbui.com, mike at kbui.com. There's what uh, the Biden campaign thought about the uh, debates last night. Um, we have uh, another liberal to give us his side, Rich in Boise. You watched the debates last night. Yes, I did. Hey, first, though, I'd like to say that your call screener today spoke articulately and clearly. I didn't want to mention that before because I didn't want to make anybody feel bad. But anyway. Oh, and uh, Giuliani weighs 20 pounds less than what Trump says he weighs. But my recap on the debate was uh, uh, Haley was the winner. DeSanders was a loser. Pence almost grew a spine. And why wasn't and why wasn't Tim Scott there? <laughs> yeah, he was he could just kind of stayed in the background, he, didn't he? He was a tad meat, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't remember 
a single word he said from the debate. I don't remember anything. I, I thought that he would be a lot better than that. Hmm. And you, you uh, didn't mention um, one person who a lot of people think won the debate last night. What were your impressions of, of Vivek Ramaswamy? Uh, well, he's just another. He's just a, a mini Trump. I mean, they've already got a candidate to take his place. So I, I don't. And I and and he and he wouldn't appeal in a general election. He would have no appeal. I think that Nikki Haley, if she got into the general election, she could win in a landslide. Right. I mean, I've 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 liked her for a long time, but she would appeal to the independent voters. Here's the uh, big, Democrats. big question for you. As a liberal, watching the debates last night, after last night, out of those people who participated in the debates, I, there's probably not going to be anybody else that will uh, jump in that gets enough support. But out of those eight people, do you see any one of them who can pick up the 40 to 50% needed to get ahead of Trump for the primary to run against Joe Biden in the general election? Oh, uh I mean, I just don't see how you can overcome his lead and his popularity with the mega base. Right. I just, I mean, it, 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 you never know. It might happen, but it's just going to be, you know, for one reason, most of the real hardcore mega people probably didn't watch the debate anyway. They're probably listening to Trump. So, yeah, I just, I don't see how it'll happen, but you, you never know. All right. Thank you for the call, Rich. Appreciate it. There's a liberal view. Okay. First one we've got this morning on uh, the debates last night. The one, uh, one thing I forgot to mention, because <laughs> I, I, I find it very interesting, and, and I get it. It's mostly hyperbole, and you're trying to get support, you know, so that people start to support you. Um, but based on what Ron DeSantis did, apparently we're going to war first day. If he's elected, first day he's in office. Um, he was asked uh, about whether or not he would use the U.S. military to take out Mexican cartels. And he said definitely his first day in office would be to attack the Mexican cartels, which basically means you're declaring war on Mexico the first day you're in office because... Well, unless you're going <laughs> to line them up somewhere in this country and go after the ones that are already here but that's going to make the attack look strange. A little bit. And Mexico will not cooperate if we want to send military into Mexico. And if we so, send military into Mexico and we don't have permission and cooperation from Mexico, we're at war with Mexico. I mean, that's a deck. That's just the same thing would happen if Mexico started attacking, whether whether it be gangs or violent criminals in the United States, and they sent the Mexican military in the United States. We would view that as a declaration mm -hmm. of war against the United States. I just found that interesting. That first day in office, he's going to uh, take out the cartels in Mexico. Not, now I'm not saying they shouldn't be. Well, I mean, but it's not something you can legally do. A lot of people would say, "Well, we're going to see if we can, uh, you know, get rid of the drug trade." But he gave you specifics. <laughs> um couple of emails to get to uh here's uh mike and boise in regards to conspiracy theories in maui the only reason that i would consider the government would be involved is to change the direction that people are looking for example maui has been so severe 
the news coming out of there that we're not hearing about criminal actions of Biden. We're not hearing about Hunter or any other criminal activities that were in the forefront of news before the Maui fires. And, and I've heard this from more than one person that, oh, oh, look, nobody's talking about Hunter Biden. There is something else going on that would cause not a lot of talk about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden in the investigations and the hearing in Congress. And that is, coincidentally, Congress is on vacation for the month of August. They will not be back until um, after Labor Day. So that's why there's no hearings. You're not, you're not seeing a lot of news out of Congress. No hearings are going on. They just stopped because they went on vacation, not because of the Maui fires. Um, the hearings get underway in earnest in the House just as soon as they get back from vacation, which will be second week in uh, September. So uh, that part of that is just a coincidence. I, I see why. I see why you think all, all of a sudden nobody's talking about Biden. Well, there's not a lot of news going on because it, the investigation by the uh, Congress has kind of stopped because they're on vacation. Uh, Jenny, Jenny writes in, uh, God bless you, Jenny. Uh, I don't understand why people even listen to you guys if they are constantly calling or writing to argue and tell you how wrong you are. I, for one, don't agree with everything that you guys talk about, but I know it's an opinion show. People take things way too literal anymore. Even the weather is making people's minds explode. And odd, of course, it's the other party's fault. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Jenny, God bless you. And yeah, first of all, I don't mind people disagreeing with me. I'm sure, Chris, I'm not going to speak for you, but I don't think you mind people disagreeing with you. Um, debate is good, and I think vigorous debate is good. We are a talk show, after all. And while I might disagree with your opinion, it's your opinion, and mm-hmm. your opinion is not wrong. The only time I, time I will call you out, and you know, if you state facts that are inherently wrong, but if you're giving an opinion, your opinion is right because it's your opinion. Um, so there, there are things that we point out, you know, that might not necessarily jibe with with your opinion. But like I said, my opinion right is right. Chris is right, and your opinion is right when you give your opinions because it's just your opinion. Emily writes in, Chris, in regards to the song by Oliver Anthony, Rich Men North of Richmond, how can you say that was the worst thing you've ever heard? Okay, uh, let me stop there. Uh, I based it on listening to it. Once again, here we are. Just This falls right under what we just talked about. Uh huh. You said it's the worst song you ever heard. That's your opinion, and your opinion is right well, because it's your opinion. I suppose I should say it's, it's just the worst in recent memory. Now, there are other people that absolutely love the song, and based on the fact that for the first time in history, um, no one has ever had their debut song debut at number one on the Hot right. 100. So, and, and that doesn't mean, it doesn't mean their first release off their first album or something like that. That has happened before. This is the first song the guy ever recorded onto vinyl, not, or whatever it's recorded on. And, and not only the first song you ever recorded, yeah. most times you know you have debut songs that hit number one, and they'll hit the Hot 100 at like 90, and then they'll jump up to 50, and then they'll jump up to 20. Um, his bypassed the first 99 yeah. slots and hit number one That's in week it, one. It, there was a time when it was based entirely on radio play, and then they said, hey, why don't we change this and base it on sales? And when they finally got uh, an accurate computer system that could measure sales, they started doing that, and 
wow, the charts were completely different. When and, they, and by the way, this song took off with no <laughs> airplay. It took off with people sharing it. Um, we told you a little bit earlier this morning. He is right now. And this was before last night. The song was played right at the beginning of the debate I, last night. So he made a lot of money last night. I know we're uh, in a hurry here, but I've got uh, the rest of uh, the email. It says, it is sung with soul, and there is nothing fake or auto-tuned about it. Country blue gla- uh, Bluegrass, soul music is the heart of this great country, and those words speak to all of us who go to work each day and think those things but don't say them. I bet your ancestors had a banjo, fiddle, or guitar and sung a song similar to this one. I think mine lived in Massachusetts, so they might not have. I know mine did. Still love you guys, even though we may not agree on much. That's uh, Emily. Uh, on, on paper, yeah, all those things are wonderful about it. I just didn't like the song. And, and as far as, like, thinking things and not saying them, it, it wasn't what I'd call terribly profound either. It was basically it was saying, uh, well, you know, rich people uh, control everything because they have all the money and they buy all the politicians. And those of us who, you know, work hard but have menial jobs uh, get the shaft. And, yeah, I agree with that. But it doesn't necessarily you know, mean it's going to be on my playlist. A lot of people on their playlist. He makes 40000 But This was before last night, by the way. He makes $40,000 a day on the downloads of that song right now. Um, and this is even before getting any radio airplay. So it's going to be interesting to watch what happens in the next couple of weeks as more people um, find out about the song, especially after last night in the debates. The Great One. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 853-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your eyes. If you want to get through this morning, uh, phone lines are open. You can also email us, mike at kboi.com or chris at kboi.com. Stay tuned. Coming up, uh, you can text us right now, but also coming up, stay tuned. Going to give you a chance to text and win uh, concert tickets for Weezer on Saturday night, plus golf all day Saturday and Sunday. You get uh, golf both days. Um, Listen in. We're going to tell you what to text and how to text and win coming up after top of the hour. Kevin and Cobble, thanks for uh, being patient, listening online this morning. Good morning. You're on Newstalk KBOI. Yeah, kind of interesting you're talking about Oliver Anthony because that kind of goes right into what I was going to say about the debate. And one more trivial fact about that guy, every one of those songs that's out there playing right now were all recorded not in the studio but on his iPhone. Interesting. That's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. Anyhow, he kind of tells a tune kind of like Vivek, kind of like Trump. The thing I I watched, I didn't watch the whole debate. I, I came in late and I caught probably the last half of it. But the thing I catch that I think is catching on with people, Vivek is somebody who's gone out and done something in life, somebody who's actually accomplished something, somebody who's dealt with government and regulations, things like that. Same with Trump. And they speak in a way that people feel and understand, people who also have been in those situations. And they're also people who don't need scripts, who don't need speeches. They can sit there and talk for hours just off of their own gut feelings and whatnot. And I think that's why Vivek won last night, according to the polls, is because the people can relate to that. We're, I think we're sick and tired of career politicians. Yeah, he. I, I guess and, you, you could look at, and, and you could say that, he is the only person on stage that's not a career politician. Absolutely, and the rest of them, they just sound like clones of each other. 
And the other day, for instance, um, Nate Showman had uh, uh, Mike Simpson on. Who? You noticed? Who? Mike Simpson. No, who, exactly. who, who, had, who had him on? <laughs> Your boss. What? Yeah, Na- I know. Nate Showman. Anyhow. Doesn't tell us what anyhow, to do. He had Mike Simpson on, and notice that Mike Simpson doesn't take a single question. I am sick and tired of politicians. The only time we have the ability to redress our representatives is a place like that because they won't do town halls. They won't talk to us. Oh, they'll go to Ukraine and talk to the people over there, but they won't talk to the people who elected them. And I think the Americans have had enough of politicians. I think it's time to start putting the citizen politician back in office. And I think that may be a wave we see coming. Hopefully. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 208-336-3700. I understand what he meant on that, but... You know, when when people uh, have been in government their whole life, like they've gone up through, you know, running for state legislature and get into Congress and, and have done that sort of thing for a number of years, it's not like they haven't accomplished anything in life. No. They've just accomplished it, not, or they've accomplished it uh, in the public sector. But I think uh, there's a certain portion of the population that's sick and tired of watching the only thing that they do is the, the biggest successes they have is getting elected over and over again mm-hmm. you know what i mean I i'm not saying that's so. right or wrong i'm just saying there's a lot of people that believe that we'll take a break news coming up here next we can go a couple different ways um i think i may save this one for tomorrow whatever happens next do not comply i think i'm going to save that one for i finally figured out what that meant i've been seeing it on my social media Um, We're going to talk about uh, a plane crash yesterday when we come back after top of the hour. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. If you look at early on at one of those videos, there's actually a smoke trail that looks like it may be a surface-to-air missile on its way up to that airplane. So when we were covering the MH17 shootdown, and one of the early clues we saw as to what happened to that airplane were the puncture marks that came from the shrapnel from the missile that actually brought that airplane down. We see that in the wreckage here, too. In the U.S., President Biden asked if he thought Putin had Prigozhin killed. I don't know for a fact what happened, but I'm not surprised. There's not much that happens in Russia not behind. From the poisoning of a Russian defector to the shooting of a political opponent and prominent Russian businessmen reportedly falling out of windows, Putin's enemies have often met swift and violent deaths. The most shocking thing to me about this story is that it didn't happen a month ago. Yeah, that it took till August 23rd to knock the guy off. Now, the Wagner mercenary group leader states the short-lived mutiny against Russia's military leadership back in June is officially listed as a passenger. They now believe that he is dead, one of mm-hmm. the 10 people that were on the plane. No proof yet, but he was on the manifest. Mm-hmm plane that listed uh, Prigozhin as a passenger left the airport uh, yesterday at about 6 p.m. local time bound for St. Petersburg, crashed in a wooded area less than 100 miles northwest of Moscow. Um, the Russian Aviation Authority has offered no comment so far on the reason you, for the crash. You've seen the, the video. Mm-hmm. How it looks like it's just floating out of the sky. 
So, I mean, to me, it looks like it was hit by a missile and then floated out of the sky because it's, it's not, you know, making it, it's, it's, it's not got forward momentum and then just steers into the ground or something. I was listening to uh, aviation experts this morning on uh, was our Fox show that's on between four and five o'clock said that there is you, you can follow along with the flight path any any plane's flight path you can you can follow along he said and if you follow along to that flight path and what happened in the way that the plane fell out of the sky he said there's only two ways that that can happen mm-hmm. one is an explosion from within the airplane causing the plane fall out of the sky right or an implosion or explosion, explosion from, from outside the aircraft, a la missile, whatever. Somebody shot it down. Somebody shot it down. He said that's the only way that a plane crashes that way because even if there were electrical problems or some sort of problem with the plane, the plane just doesn't fall out of the sky. It will glide for a while. It, it doesn't just drop right. out of the sky. I said those are the only two one, reasons that a plane would do that. Th- this looked like somebody from up above just, you know, held it in one place and then dropped it because it just floated straight down. I can still remember <laughs> the day that all this went down, that Prigozhin and uh, his cohorts in trying to take over in a coup from Putin, and that coup being put down yeah. by Putin and his forces, and I remember that day thinking, okay, well, first of all, this is weird it, because he was forgiven. The military people that took part, his cohorts in the overthrow, the attempted overthrow of the government were forgiven and it, said, you can either do one mm-hmm. of two things. You, If you stay in Russia, you must go into the military and serve in the military. If you don't stay in Russia, or serve, want to serve in the military, then you must move right. out of Russia. You don't serve in the military, you have to leave. And so they went to, to Belarus. Mm-hmm. But um, you remember that day, I mean, he was on video, and he just seemed so yeah. so angry and confrontational. And it's really not accurate to say that they put down the coup, because he they just peacefully kind of left. I think somebody talked him out of it. It wasn't by force at all. They promised him something or, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, but it, it wasn't... Uh, yeah, they promised that they were going to let everybody live. <laughs> no, that's, that's good, too. And that but, was... That, the surprising were, thing to me was... They were actually on the outskirts of Moscow by the time yeah, they made the deal. They forgave him. I mean, Putin forgave him, and I'm like, mm, Yeah, on, I on wouldn't paper. trust Putin. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't trust me. Because, and you heard in that report that we just played for you about how many... People that go up against Putin and how they've died. People yeah. accidentally falling out of windows over and over and over again. Uh, people who, you know, I mean, have dinner and, wow, he accidentally got poisoned. I mean, you'd think he was Lori Daybell. <laughs> and so the over-under on this uh, as far as, and I don't have any evidence to the contrary, so you may think I'm a conspiracy theorist, um, but... The over-under I put on this was going to be a matter of weeks before I thought that Yagotin would be dead. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he's made it this long is kind of surprising to me, and I really didn't think it was going to be in a plane crash. I thought it was going to be accidentally falling out of a window, well, yeah. getting hit by a car, something like that. I thought there'd be a demonstration followed by a defenestration. <laughs> 
which is sort of a haiku, but sort of not. Uh, the the um, interesting thing uh, to me, go ahead before I get I give this well, information. Oh, I, I was just going to read a, an email here, but go ahead and give yours first. I didn't understand um, how Pergozin came to power, where he came from, he was and a, how he and Putin. He was, he was a caterer and decided to start a mercenary fund. Uh, he was in prison. Well, you, that too, yeah. He was in prison, and when he got out of prison, he started selling hot dogs on street corners, right. and that's where he met Putin. And, and that's when he became a caterer. Then, he, then became he became a caterer and made millions of dollars because he got... Caterer to the stars, if the, yeah, the star, he, star he got was Putin. A lot of jobs because of working with Putin, the Kremlin, mm-hmm. Russian military. And that was before Putin was in charge and had power. And as Putin rose to power, right, Prigozhin was a benefactor of that because he kept and, raising the power. And all of a sudden, he went from being a caterer right. to being in charge of his military. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like like so many caterers do when they get you know really frustrated. Yeah. Chef Wally. I got to find out from Chef Wally. Uh, it, it's like, if you ever give up you know, your catering business. Yeah, I'm going to become a soldier of fortune by <laughs> making, God. Making delicious breakfast and lunch at Pork Belly and Cuna. No more canapes. Are, are you qualified to take over the military? Because we have three openings in the U.S. military right now. Navy, Army, Yeah, but and... you, you can't get a promotion. <laughs> well, apparently you can. <laughs> if you know the right people. Well, I guess in Russia anyway. 208-336-3700, pound sure. 670 on your Verizon Brian, wireless. Brian Harson can probably talk to Tommy uh, Tuberville. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they didn't they have the same job at one point? Yeah. Yeah, Tuberville was an Auburn coach, right? Yeah. 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 Like Brian Harson like was Brian for Harson. a year and a half or so. However, may, maybe the people at Auburn said, nobody can have any contact with Brian Harson anymore. He is persona non grata. Like the coach before him. Mm-hmm. Right. Like every coach that gets ran out of town. Sure. I, I, I don't think, quite frankly, I don't think Brian Harson really is hurting because what do you make, $26 no. million dollars, uh, in I, his body? I, I see him around town and he does not look nervous. $26 million, unless you do something stupid, is probably going to last you, your children, and your children's children pretty much for the rest of all of their lives. So it's not like he made out horribly. Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. You wanted to talk about the debates? Yeah, a little bit. Also, uh, you're talking about also uh, Oliver Anthony, is that correct? The singer, yeah. The song? Yeah. Richmond yeah, from R- Richmond. His real first name is Chris. I found that out watching uh, Bongino or listening to Bongino. And I, I heard him not this last Friday, but the Friday before last. And you know what I what I really think and feel when I hear that song is I hear Woody Guthrie or Arlo Guthrie. It just it it sound has that folksy sound just like folk music used to have in the late fifties and early sixties. So like Pete Seeger or somebody maybe too. Huh? Yeah, but if you listen to old Woody Guthrie, you know this land is your land, this land mm-hmm. is my land. That song, that's his song. That's the one he penned. And that's that's what I really conjure up in my head is the feeling of somebody that really does care about the country and wants to see it change for the better, not just be the same old, same old, and to have the same old people in charge. And and I just, you know, as far as the debates are concerned, what I saw was a lot of whining by, by uh, 
the former governor, Chris Christie. I just, and it's not because I'm partial to, to, uh, to Trump. It's just, that's how he comes off. Like that's the only, that's his only agenda is to push Trump down even further than he's already going with what he has, has, what he is going to have to go through to come out of this on the other side as president and not have any charges stick. And I just, you know, I, I think Nikki, Nikki looks pretty good up there as far as what she was talking about. And Ramaswamy was swamped. He didn't stand a chance. I think everybody was gunning for him from the get-go, including including DeSantis, who I was picking from the start months back. And, and DeSantis, I thought, looked and sounded a lot better than what he's sounded in the past. Okay, Thank you for the call. Yeah, appreciate the call. Appreciate the thoughts. Mary said, uh, and this was in response to the person who called in, said we didn't have good musical taste and must both be boomers. Uh, Mary says, whoever you are, obviously not my granddaughter, who is 19, we had and still have the best music, and you are just sad, jealous, because we had <laughs> Elvis, Bob Dylan, the Stones, the Beach Boys, the Beatles, John Denver, Simon and Garfunkel, the Eagles, Leonard Cohen, uh, Nirvana, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, The Doors, Queen, ACDC, Fleetwood Mac, The Grateful Dead, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin. I could go on, but why bother if you actually think that honky-tonk drivel is good music? You don't even know as much as my brilliant granddaughter. When to be jealous, you must be a millennial. Uh, she she uh, goes on, I still have a DOS for dummies in my library, <laughs> and debating Trump would be deadly and pointless. He won't abide by the debate rules. He wouldn't stay on subject. He would just insult every other debater, and he isn't informed enough to actually have a meaningful discussion on any subject except himself, and then he just lies. Agreeing to debate with Trump would be a bad idea because he makes everyone look bad. However, I don't think that would have stood out last night. Yeah, he even wouldn't, if, he wouldn't have been the only one. Yeah. Um, real quickly before we go to break, uh, email in mike at kboi.com. No name on this one. Um, so I'm just going to say, uh, idiot writes in, uh, Rich in Boise is a racist and you guys are too. I thought Tim Scott was very effective and used a polite way to communicate his beliefs last night. You need to rewatch the debate. You're, really? You're, you're, so you're a racist <laughs> if you didn't think the black guy was any good? Is that the deal? Oh, wow. You really are an idiot, aren't you? <laughs> Lee of Eagle says... We need to take a break here. Oh, well, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll tell on. you what Lee of Eagle says as soon as we're back. Hold on to that one. Yeah, KBY News Time is 9.17. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 922-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. All right, it is time to text and win, ladies and gentlemen. You've been sitting around. You've been waiting to get your Weezer tickets. These were the first tickets to sell out, uh, sold out in under two hours when they went on sale. So this gets you into golf, and then you have Weezer concert Saturday. It also gets you uh, tickets for golf on Sunday, which is Junior Day and also the final round of the tournament, which is the best day, of course, to watch the tournament. And all you have to do is text the word GOLF to 208-336-3700, and you've got about uh, the next half hour or so to do that. And then we'll pick one person at random. You'll get the Weezer tickets, the golf tickets, and the golf tickets 
for Sunday. So go ahead and text right now, 208-336-3700. Some emails. Uh, BS writes, well, I would have watched the debate last night, but could not because I don't pay for TV. This is total BS, and that's all I have to say about the debate. I couldn't find it on any broadcast channels. Wait, there's more people that weigh in feel just like you. Um, another one says the fact the debate was not on broadcast TV proves to me that the media is controlling things, just like tre- President Trump has been saying all along. Um, uh, well, it, it was it was Fox News that was running the debate, and it aired on Fox News. It aired on a bunch of channels. Um, here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. That regular non-paid TV is not going to give up their commercial time and lose millions of dollars to be able to run a debate. They're they're just not going to compete with that. It, it's not the media is going. Oh, let's not put this on broadcast. Broadcast by, television by way, doesn't want it. By the way, most media people don't like most other media people. They compete all the time to try to get you know. The, get the right stories and stuff like that. There's this attitude that some people have that everybody in the media gets together and has a meeting and decides what they're going to say about stuff. That's never happened. <laughs> um, somebody might have an agenda, but it's their personal agenda. It's not based on the fact that they're in the media. If you watched last night, you saw that there were very li- limited commercial breaks. In regular broadcast television, which you aren't paying for, they have to they have to pay for the what they're putting mm-hmm. on and they have regular programming going on if they don't have to interrupt their regular programming and can run all their commercials like like they would normally do they're not going to ask to right. do the debates well because they run about 8 minutes every half hour yeah um fox business network broadcast the coverage um it was also on foxnews.com fox nation which is a fox news uh channel's streaming platform um, they and if you wanted to see it for free, now granted this wasn't on broadcast television, but if you wanted to see it for free, it was also on Rumble, who is an RNC partner. On who? Rumble, streaming uh, Rumble like Twitter, X, Facebook, social media site. Guess I haven't heard of that one. Really? Where have you been? Um, right here, mostly. Yeah, Rumble's very popular now. Oh. Uh, is it in the jungle or just regular? No, it's just regular. Okay. So there are places to see it. There were places to see it for free. It, it's not a conspiracy. They're not trying to not let you see the debate. Um, it's just broadcast TV doesn't want to doesn't want to air it. Lee of Eagle said, "I never watch debates. I think they're just for show. Really meaningless. I do hope somebody beats Biden, even RFK. When Biden was asked about Prigozhin dying in the plane crash." He said he had been notified but didn't know the details because he had been working out for an hour and a half. He was carrying a smoothie coming out of Tom Stein's $18 million estate. He tells so many fabrications. Who takes him seriously? Obviously, he isn't in charge. Uh, okay, there that kind of flowed. Uh, but I think he does work out, even if he has a smoothie afterward. But there was loaded vodka in that smoothie. Let's start that rumor. 
3,700, pound 670 on Verizon Wireless. I think that'd make a whole lot of difference to a lot of people. (laughs) We give an excuse in the way he he talks, acts, and walks, He stumbled and fell. Is he drunk? (laughs) Might be, might (laughs) not be. We don't know. He's got got vodka in his smoothie, so yeah, that could be why he fell. And Lori (laughs) says, uh, by the way, Rudy's weight was released at booking 220 pounds. If Rudy weighs 220 pounds, Trump does not weigh 240 pounds. I'm just saying that. I'm going on the record right now. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Don't forget, text the word GOLF. We'll uh, give you about another 20 minutes here if you want to win your tickets to the Boise Open and see Weezer in concert. Text the word GOLF. You can win. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Nine thirty-four. Uh, Dow is officially down one hundred and thirty-three points. Had a good day yesterday. Who knows? Things could swing around. Nasdaq's down one hundred and fifty-one points. Almost all the gains made up on the Dow and Nasdaq yesterday uh, being given back today. What goes up must come down. What we take must be given back. That's what you're seeing on the stock market today. I mean, if this keeps up, I'll be singing the song uh, "Rich Men North of Richmond." <laughs> Hopefully, um, uh, you will sing it much better than you thought that the uh, current singer uh, sang it. No, and that's why it's probably <laughs> not really going to happen. Once again, a reminder, you got a few more minutes. Um, if you want to go to uh, the golf all day Saturday, that will be the third round. By the way, the tournament is underway this morning already. Underway. What a beautiful day of golf on a beautiful golf course at Hillcrest. Boise Open is underway, presented by Albertsons. Um, we have uh, the Cheryl Crow tickets we gave away earlier this week. Congratulations to everybody who won those. All three of the concerts sold out. The uh, only way you're getting your tickets is by winning them from KBOI. Yesterday and Wednesday, uh, or Tuesday, we gave away uh, tickets once again to Friday night, tomorrow night for Joan Jett. Now today and tomorrow, by the way, we're going to be giving away Weezer tickets for Golf Saturday golf sunday and the concert on saturday night right now a few more minutes all you have to do is text the word golf 208-336-3700 one person will be chosen at random to get those tickets here before the end of the show uh another email talking about uh the debate not being on broadcast television last night um this one writes in no name says well everything you guys just said prove trump's point proves my point and this is just my opinion. It separates Americans' bottom line and money should have nothing to do with it. Since when? Since when does money not have to do with debates, advertising, broadcast, television? Uh, have, you'd have to go before TV was around to say money has yeah. nothing to do with it. And even then you'd be wrong. <laughs> money drives everything. Ed writes in and says Biden has uh, predigen in his smoothie. There is, by the way, nothing that stopped broadcast television from airing the debates last night, other than the broadcast television themselves not making a bid to try and air the debates. I mean, they have reruns to to, to show. Well, and there's first <laughs> for any new show for crying out loud. You you had the Bachelor last night. Oh, How well, many people? And, you know, first run of the Bachelor and Big Brother and all sorts of. There <laughs> there, there, there are plenty of uh, 
uh, how shall we say, supposedly non-scripted, non-written shows that are being shown right now. Yeah, I, I would say if you couldn't find it for free, and I, I, I get the complaints that you don't have it, you don't, you know, you don't pay for cable or whatever to be able to get Fox, and you know it's not on broadcast television. Um, like I mentioned, uh, if you wanted to see it for free, it was on Rumble. Mm-hmm. Jan uh, says, "Hi guys, who paid who or who knew who to get that song played at a debate? I thought it was so odd." That's Jan and Boise. I think they just, uh, you know, since it's new and it was already exploding before the debate, mm-hmm. uh, they and it was a it, the song is just about politicians in Washington D.C. Right. is what it's about. And so, since there were going to be a bunch of, you know, politicians uh, on stage, they thought they'd play that. And by the way, I, in case you didn't see it, they didn't just play the song and just leave it out there uh, just to play the song. They played the song, and then the question. The first question they ask, all right, why do you think this song about politicians in Washington, D.C. has struck a chord with so many Americans, and why is it so popular? So that they, they based it, the song, and then ask a question. And like I mentioned, the, the, I think this person that sang the song last night and, and has this viral video that is out is by far the biggest winner last night because he made... How many people afterwards they heard that and go, oh, i got to go through a search for that song and listen to it. There's another download. Frank wrote in and says, good morning, gentlemen. I don't understand how Joe Biden is a criminal mastermind yet does not have the mental capacity to hold office. I guess it's just another far-right narrative not thought out very well. Um, as, as we have said in the past, two things can be correct at the same time. It doesn't have to be exclusive. That's true. Of each other. Somebody said, are you blind or deaf? Hey, I'm both blind and deaf. So you don't have to be just one thing. Um, email in says, uh, Trump can't do anything. I voted for him twice. Not again. He will simply beat his head against the deep state and they will stonewall him again. He cannot succeed. We need a different candidate who isn't a whipping boy for the Democrats. All right. Because that was that's a text message. That's the first person I've heard say that they considered uh, Trump to be a whipping boy for the Democrats. Here's here's what I would say to you. You don't think Trump can win because of the deep state whatever. He's whipping boy for the Democrats. They are going to attack him politically or through the justice system. Then who is your pick instead of Trump? Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna run. If Trump if somebody can make up forty to fifty points in the polls before the primary, then one of those people are gonna be it. But who is that going to be? DeSantis is in second place, forty points behind. Everyone else is almost fifty points what, behind what, what Trump. Do you, what do you think would be a good I mean, what would be a good way to get to know the candidates? You know, I'm thinking if they all went into the big brother house together. <laughs> <laughs> or if they were all stranded, you know, on survivors, I, I don't want to, them to be on like naked and afraid or whatever that is. I just, I just, that, that, that wouldn't be good. You and, you and I were talking about this off air this morning yeah. um, before the show and what we'd like to see from debates. Um, first of all, I had mentioned really early this morning, if we have a debate, I cannot go through six or seven more debates like we just had where people think that the only way you can make points is yelling over the other person into submission because it doesn't work because then the other person starts yelling louder. It didn't stop anybody from talking. Um, 
they've got to figure out a way. I, I don't think they'll do it. But when that bell goes off, you got five seconds, and their mic gets cut off is, is one way I can see do it. I don't think they're going to do it because people will be screaming, oh, free speech, free, they're being censored. But the whole thing that you brought up, and I, I really like that idea where you have the candidates, for instance, the eight candidates. Mm-hmm. You ask one question, and that person, each person you go down the row, has one minute yeah. to answer the question. With no, with no interruptions. No interruptions. There's no back and forth when that person answers a question. If they have an attack on one of the other candidates, the other candidate doesn't get a way in until it's their turn. If they want to spend their time attacking the candidate and not answering yeah. the question, if you that's up to them. But they get one minute and they're done, and that no yelling over th- each other. There also wouldn't be an audience. Uh, a lot of them, I think, are are when they're saying certain lines or giving answers or trying to entertain the audience in some way. Which is fine if you're clever enough to be able to do it during a good answer. Yeah. But if you're just giving lines that were written for you and trying to figure out some place to drop them in, that's that's always going to sound phony. Another email, Mike at KBUI.com. The real winner last night, Trump, with 190 million views on Twitter and growing. The one thing you have to remember about Twitter, which, by the way, is now X, formerly known as Twitter, um, I haven't seen 190. I did look, and it it been up to 150 views, which is a little bit misleading. In that, when you when when X says we there's 150 views on this, what it means is somebody has viewed that post 150 million times. It does not mean they have clicked on the post and watched the 46 minute interview. It just means they have seen the post so they they know that 150 million people saw the post the number of people that actually watch the tucker carlson interview is going to be markedly less than that but still you're you're still going to have a lot of people that did watch that last night because there are a lot of trump supporters out there and he wasn't at the debates okay mary watches the same shows i do and she says the winner of crime scene white house gets to be president (laughs) i told you about crime scene kitchen yeah where they have a bunch of of crumbs and stuff and dirty dishes and you have to figure out uh, you know from all the different clues and sometimes there are pieces of paper and receipts but you have to figure out from all the different clues what they made and then make the same thing and make it look almost you know identical and they have groups of uh professional chefs and amateur chefs that are doing that but yeah i would love to see that as, as a white house show 208-336-3700 pound 670 any verizon wireless we'll take a break one more segment on the way and you have just a couple more minutes to text the word golf to our main line number 208-336-3700 golf you got just a couple minutes uh coming up we'll choose one person at random you get tickets to weezer sold out show sold out in less than two hours you get golf all day saturday golf all day sunday which is junior day and also the final round once again final few minutes text the word golf to 208-336-3700 remember if you missed any part of casper and chris this morning check out their podcast on the kboi app or on kboi.com now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi all right, our uh, text line is closed for the chance to win Weezer tickets this morning. Um, I had just sent out a notification to uh, the person chosen at random. I uh, need you to respond back. So if you uh, are listening this morning and you had texted us the word golf to get in, 
Um, I've sent you a text message. Just respond. Need your name, address, phone number, all the all the pertinent information so that we can tell you how you can pick up your tickets. Don't uh, forget, if you did not win today, we have one final chance coming your way, coming up tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll have a chance for you to go see the Boise Open on Saturday and Sunday, Junior Day. Uh, that Tickets are included for both of those days. And you will also get tickets to the concert, Weezer, coming up on Saturday night. So uh, you want to get those tickets, make sure that uh, you listen in here tomorrow morning for your chance to win. Uh, by the way, one thing I did not get a chance to mess in, uh, mention, uh, a judge yesterday, this is uh, news from yesterday, late afternoon, uh, Mark Meadows and uh, uh, what's Jeffrey Clark cannot avoid arrest in the Georgia case if they do not turn themselves in by Friday afternoon. They had both been uh, trying to say that... Uh, they, Mark Meadows, for instance, wants his case to be moved to federal court, and he wanted that decision to come down before he turned himself in because he said, I may now have to turn myself in if the judge agrees that this court can be moved to federal case or to federal court. Uh, judge in the case yesterday ruled that that's not the case. Uh, whether the federal court decision has, comes down before or after, um, everybody must turn themselves in by tomorrow. Donald Trump turning himself in later today, sometime later today. Um, those around Donald Trump say that it's probably going to be prime time um, this afternoon, which would be about the time Nate Shellman is on. So it could happen during Nate Shellman's show. And the only reason um, that he's going to be turning himself in, they said, uh, late in the day during prime time is because he wants as much news coverage as possible. I think that goes under the martyr publicity well, there yeah. he wants people to think he's a martyr and well, wants as many people to know he's turning himself in even though he he doesn't believe he's guilty of anything which he well, isn't and, and he's, he's actually innocent neither, until proven guilty. neither do his biggest supporters they think this is all a political attack and so the more the you know the the more intense the political attack the more intense they feel about it Trump faces 13 criminal counts in the indictment, uh, try, tying with Rudy Giuliani, who turned himself in yesterday for the most of any of the 19 co-defendants. The indictment overall includes 41 counts. Fannie Willis, the prosecutor in the case, brought charges against several Trump allies, attorneys, campaign officials, and those who signed documents purporting to be Georgia's valid electors. All the defendants face a racketeering charge over an alleged conspiracy to keep Trump in power following the 2020 election. Trump himself also faces charges of soliciting public officers to violate their oaths, filing false documents, false statements, and multiple conspiracy charges. In, in, list, in, in those listed charges right there, I would think the hardest one for Trump and his attorneys to overcome would be the filing of false documents. That's going to be because if he put his signature on a document he knowingly knows was false, that false, that's illegal. And, well, and, and, there, and but, there's your proof he, for you. He maintains he did not, right, and still doesn't think any of that was false, right. So there, there's, there's going to be the problems. Is all those things have to be proven? And and the more I go down this rabbit hole, <laughs> the more I think that this is going to be a really high bar for the prosecutor to get. Um, and the only reason I say that is because of the RICO statute that they've brought these charges under and the fact that they want to charge all 
18 of them, or is it 19? I've lost track of how many, um, under racketeering and the, and, and the RICO charges. Um, the first thing you got to do when you have that is, number one, you have to have proof of a crime. You have to have proof of a conspiracy. You can't have one or the other for racketeering and RICO charges. You have to have both of them. So you have to have, you have to, first of all, the prosecution is going to have to prove that there was a crime and then prove that there was a conspiracy beyond that to enable that crime to go forward. And I don't know if it's a mistake. I mean, I don't, I, I know so little about RICO and racketeering charges because it's used so little other than to go after mobsters, right? It's never been used before to go after politicians. Mm. So it's going to be an interesting uh, play out. And if they do, in fact, get a go to court in six months, as Fannie Willis says that she wants to do, would be during the primary season. The other question you have to ask yourself is, what happens if Trump gets off on the charges? Right in the middle of primary season, they find him not guilty. Not saying they will or they won't. I don't. I haven't seen the evidence. But man, you, you go to court case in April or May yeah. of next year, and the jury finds him not guilty. Holy cow! Is that going to embolden Trump and the rest of his base I'm, for the election for the rest of the year? I know we only have about uh, fifteen seconds left, but somebody just wrote in and said they would replace uh, the debate with a Jeopardy tournament <laughs> that was all like, you know, law and history and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It was all things that pertain to being president. By the way, congratulations, Troy Walbrink, winner of our golf tickets. We'll have another pair to give away tomorrow morning. Listen in.